Welcome to the Connections Podcast, presented by the Nebraska Safety Council, serving all of Nebraska since 1961, providing education and leadership to empower people to live safe and healthy. Now, here is your host, Nebraska Safety Council Executive Director, John Leffler, Jr. Welcome to our very first Connections podcast. Uh, excited to be here. Excited to be at the Hell Varsity Club in La Vista. Uh, and before we get started, I just want to send a, uh, a special shout out right here at the top um, to the entire staff with uh, HerDat, uh, who has helped produce this uh, for us. Pat Safford, uh, Cam Broham, who's producing today uh, on site, as well as Chris Gorman. Just amazing support from all of them. Um, it's 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 really good to be able to offer this, and I wanted to start off by giving a little bit of uh, background on the the name connections for the podcast. Now, I started as executive director at the Nebraska Safety Council back in July uh, of 2022, and in the first couple months that I was there, these uh, connections presentations were popping up on the calendar and there were these individuals that I needed to reach out to that were going to be uh, presenting and we would typically do this at a member location and um, what I was finding is that the connections and I think pre-pandemic the connections brand was a strong one and a lot of people would attend these presentations and it was it was an opportunity to network then we all obviously all know how business was affected our personal lives with the pandemic and we moved to more of a zoom format well you know we were talking about this before we started um, the podcast this afternoon when you get people in a room whether it's two people or 200 there's an energy with that versus us all sitting at our desks and trying to talk about best practices or whatever it is and we're looking at a screen maybe we're returning emails what have you so as we thought about sort of reimagining the idea of the connections podcast um, or or the connection series I should say um, I thought that a podcast and the opportunity to reach even more people but more importantly reach people where they are Um, you know as we go through the year and you know we'll be doing one of these podcasts and recording it live every couple of months on the first Thursday uh, of the month we'll we'll be out here at the Hale Varsity Club and we we hope that we'll have folks that will be joining us and that that number will grow in time um, because it'll be an opportunity through that networking to, uh, to also uncover maybe some other topics that we want to cover rather than us driving the conversation that we would hear from our members or other folks about what they want to have discussions about. So I wanted to give uh, you know kind of a quick background as to why we're even doing a, a podcast. It, it seems like sort of the popular thing to do. Well, let's have a podcast. Um, it takes a lot of work. So we're very happy that the folks from Herd App Media have, uh, they believe in our mission, they believe in what we're trying to do with this and have agreed to produce it. Um, the format for us, uh, I'll be introducing my guests here on the panel in, in just a little bit and do want to let you know that we will be streaming this um, on our Nebraska Safety Council Facebook page. Um, which you can just search on Facebook, Nebraska Safety Council, and you'll find us. Um, also, folks will be able to uh, listen to the podcast if they're not able to listen live. Um, we'll have it on the Spotify and Apple uh, 
uh, mobile stores. You, you'll be able to find it pretty much wherever you would find a, a podcast, and Herdat's going to be taking care of that for us as well. And I would encourage anyone who's listening today, or maybe they'll be hearing this down the road, if there is an idea or a discussion that they feel we need to be having, um, that they that they would reach out and let us know. Again, I, I want this to be something that is not just driven uh, exclusively by the Nebraska Safety Council, but the entire community. We serve all of Nebraska. Um, so with that, uh, I wanted to quickly share some, uh, some statistics and talk a little bit about our topic for today, which is emotional well-being in the workplace. Now, a school that would have never accepted me, they probably wouldn't have even returned my phone calls, Harvard, um, they, uh, in their Harvard Business Review back in October of, of 2021, as I was researching and getting ready for this episode, um, the thing that I found is that we probably couldn't pick a better topic to kick off this podcast series with. Emotional well-being, mental health is something, especially post-pandemic, that is affecting our people. One of the things um, we, we have Aaron May joining us from Lincoln Industries. One of the things that I love is a while back when I visited with, not you, but an, another one of your uh, colleagues, is I referred to them as employees. And she corrected me and said, these are our people. And I thought that, that, was, that that's something that I've actually taken with me from, that, that was probably five, six years ago when that was mentioned to me, and I wish I could re- recall her name. But more employees and people are leaving their jobs for mental health reasons, and a lot of the primary reasons for them is that it's, it's overwhelming and unsustainable works. Uh, according to this Harvard Business Review study, 68% of millennials, which is up from 50% in 2019, so pre-pandemic, are leaving their jobs. 81% of Gen Z uh, are leaving, which is up from 75% back in 2019. And an overwhelming majority, 91% of those surveyed, and this was probably about 2,000, 2,500 people that they had surveyed, um, they believe that a company's culture, it should be embedded in the culture that they support mental health and, and emotional well-being. Um, and what makes it even more concerning is that of these people, 76% reported at least one mental health challenge that they're dealing with. Now, I am not an expert on any of this, but fortunately for me, um, I have brought some experts, at least I feel that they're experts, to, uh, to discuss this with me. So uh, next, we are going to dive into that. We've got a lot of questions, a lot of things that we want to try to get through here today. Um, with emotional well-being in the workplace. So I'll introduce our guests. That's coming up next on the Connections Podcast. Join us for the annual Nebraska Safety Council Conference on April 20th and 21st at Robbers Cave in Lincoln, Nebraska. Earn over four hours of continuing education credit hours. Connect with other human resource and safety professionals. Attend the awards luncheon where 15 plus businesses and individuals receive recognition for their dedication to safety and wellness. Tour historic Robbers Cave and join an after hours networking event. The Nebraska Safety Council Annual Conference, April 20th and 21st. Visit nesafetycouncil.org to learn more. 
Well, thank you for joining us on the Connections Podcast. I am John Leffler, Jr., Executive Director at the Nebraska Safety Council. Um, Some other statistics that I wanted to share before I introduce our guests. One in five adults experience mental illness each year in the U.S., and for almost 20 years now, stress-related issues in the uh, workplace have been on the rise to the uh, tune of 80 to $100 billion annually. Mental illness and substance abuse cost employers $80 to $100 billion annually. And chronic stress, as many of us know, can lead to depression. So we've brought together today uh, our very first podcast guest panel. And I'm, I'm uh, happy to, uh, to introduce uh, our wellness services manager at the Nebraska Safety Council, Karen Ream. Uh, Executive Director with the Nebraska Sports Council, Dave Menarek, and on the far end of the table here, uh, Director of Health and Wellness at Lincoln Industries, Aaron May. So thank you all for for joining us. Um, I wanted to uh, start with you, Karen, with regard to uh, the data that I shared. It's, It's overwhelming, and, you know, leadership in the workplace, you know, folks like yourself that are in the management positions, Dave, you and Aaron, you know, we're, we're always thinking about our people. Maybe sometimes we need to be, you know, reflecting on ourselves as well, but they're not immune to the stresses and the mental health challenges. So, Karen, my question for you as a wellness service manager, and I guess I'd have you, before you answer the question, kind of preface a little bit with what you do for us at the Nebraska Safety Council, because I think it's important to share that. But how do you equip business leadership to identify and develop procedures and programs to manage emotional well-being in the workplace. Thank you, John. You know, part of the major, well, the major part of our role is to connect with businesses and community leaders and sharing resources and providing guidance um, so that we can help develop and enhance wellness and safety programs. And as far as our focus, we are looking at the worker well-being perspective, and it's the combination of safety and wellness. Um, Employees slash workers are the greatest asset for each organization, and so it's very important that employers are tuned in to what the workers need. And so when you think about with workers spending most of their awake time at work, Employers have a unique opportunity to share educational materials and support services within the organization and provide the workers with tools that they can take with them and apply to their their home life. Um, And so you're focusing on those six dimensions of wellness. So again, you're looking at the physical, the spiritual, the intellectual. um, You're looking at emotional and providing the tools that individuals need to be successful and reach their fullest potential. Yeah, and from the study we were talking about earlier, it's the, the people that are working for you, they have an expectation now that, that you are going to provide that information. It's not something that you, well, you figure that out on your own time. They're expecting that when you come to work that not only, yes, you, 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 have, you have those benefits, and, and I've told this with my, you know, mentioned this to my staff as well, is that, you know, when we're, when we're, 
promoting a new position at the safety council, it's, it's all well and good to say in the description of the job, and we offer full benefits. Well, you know, if the benefits are bankrupting you, <laughs> if, if, if the bank, you know, if the, if the benefits aren't looking to make you a better person, so that, you know, hopefully you're going to be there for the long haul, but maybe you, you are going to leave. We want you to be better than you were when you were with us. And that, that's not a, and we all know that that's not a, a comment on who they were, that they were a bad person when they showed up, but that, I mean, I feel that we, we all share that same value of wanting people to improve. You know, Dave, I, I want to jump over to you, and I think about your staff and, and the culture that you've created at the Nebraska Sports Council. There have been a few faces that have come and gone, but my goodness, it's, it's been the same group of people for so many years. And I think that, you know, when you talk about the dollar pieces, you know, there, the brand that the Nebraska Sports Council has, um, you guys have done an incredible job. But I'm, I'm kind of curious, and, and I'm going to jump over to, to Aaron here in a second, but I wanted to have you on, Dave, because for the Nebraska Sports Council, the number of events, the sports, individuals, the participating, uh, you know, it's grown dramatically. You know, I, I appreciate the creativity and how you're constantly figuring out new sports or new activities for people. But, you know, it's widely accepted that nutrition, rest, and exercise are essential tools in managing anxiety and stress. So when we're having this discussion today and we're talking about what individual businesses are doing with their wellness programs as you look to the future, where do you see the Nebraska Sports Council fitting in and then supporting those businesses, being proactive in helping them? Because one of the things that we do at the Nebraska Safety Council is help people develop wellness programs. Well, because we have an expert in Karen, she's able to make it, she's able to make it fun. She's able to show the value in it. But getting out and playing sports or climbing mountains like we'll talk about with Aaron here in a little bit, those are the types of things that I think really get people excited. How are, how are you guys addressing that with the, with the mental health issues that we have now? Well, our, our organization, our mission is to promote healthy and active lifestyles and provide quality competition. We believe that every person is inherently competitive and that it's fulfilling for people to uh, play out that competitive desire uh, in sports or fitness-related types of events and programs. And you mentioned before we are blessed to have staff members who've been part of the organization now. There's three of us that have been 30-plus years, and part of the reason that we've stayed is we just love competition. We love sports. We're competitive with each other, uh, for each other, and so what I think we do well is, is we, we put events on that allow people to have some fun. And it's also events that get people together. And I think those are two real keys in combating emotional um, wellness problems is that, number one, people do need to get physical activity every day. And if it takes a corporate games or we also have the WellPower Movement, which is a free online activity tracking program, um, and a lot of companies use that program on a rotating basis where they'll have a week of challenges and everybody can go in and track their miles for a week. But it's the, it's the I would call it the recipe includes some competition, some play so that it's fun, 
and always togetherness. And, and our organization really hangs its hat on all those events that you talked about um, that we have now. We, I think we have 11 or 12 what we consider major events and 11 or 12 sub-events that um, our events held to move people into the, to the ma- major events. But they all have that recipe. Yeah, and I would, I would encourage anyone to visit your website because I do think that because the, the, the Cornhusker State Games have been going on for so long now that maybe people think that that's what you're doing all year, that you're just planning and getting ready for that to, to put on the best, most successful you know, couple weeks of events possible. But you guys have a full calendar. I mean, there's events just about every month. Yeah, we, we start off in, in April, uh, and, and we don't finish up until the corporate games are completed, usually around the 1st of November. So, and again, we're blessed with uh, a, 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 a great staff, and we've you know, developed a pretty robust internship program. And those people do a great job of making people happy and, and doing healthy things. And I think um, there's a shared passion there, and same thing you guys have. And we've been blessed over the years to have a great partnership with the Nebraska Safety Council. And I spoke about the Well Power Movement a little bit ago. That program was actually started uh, by uh, a staff member from WorkWell, which became the wellness division of, of Nebraska Safety Council 20-some years ago. Yeah. Because we don't know anything about wellness. You guys have that. We, what we provide are tools that companies can use. And, and, and if you have us in your toolbox and they're members of the organization, that's perfect. So there's, a, I think, a, a great symmetry there. And, and uh, so we're blessed by that relationship. But we love having fun. and We love helping other people have fun. Well, and I want to jump back to Karen here in a second to talk a little bit about the WorkWell Division of Nebraska Safety Council. But I, I do want to move over to the, the far end of the table. Uh, Aaron May is the Director of Health and Wellness at Lincoln Industries. Um, you know, I've been involved uh, prior to uh, being at the Nebraska Safety Council. Lincoln Industries is has been a business, an organization, uh, you know, led by Mark LeBaron, um, who has for a very long time put a focus on wellness and their people. And, you know, I worked with Tanya Villadol, uh, years ago, and then it was uh, Greg Howe, who's who's uh, moved away, and now you're in this position, Aaron. The history is is well documented. I think anybody in the Lincoln, really the Nebraska business community, and nationally for that that matter, know that uh, Lincoln Industries goes beyond just offering traditional benefits. And I don't want to steal too much of your thunder with that because I want you to share about it, but. When and how did that shift? Where did that come from to, to a focus that was on both physical and the mental well-being? When did that start for Lincoln Industries? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Mark. It, you know, it really starts with him. Um, Who's the it, CEO of Lincoln yep, Industries, right? The owner and the family. Mm-hmm. Just a passion around wellness. Uh, I think probably some of the milestones historically over 30 years ago, we made a decision to go tobacco free. So that was probably one of the first. And, and in so many ways, I mean, Karen touched on it. Like when you talk wellness, inevitably you're going to start in the physical domain. Like it's a tangible thing you can talk about um, and you can see and um, you, know, you can measure 
uh, results. So I think anyone's story around this is going to follow that trail. But for us, went tobacco-free. That's pretty early on from a manufacturing company standpoint. Uh, then health screening. So what are we doing to <laughs> provide our people information about where they're at from a health standpoint? Tying into tiered uh, premiums, health insurance premiums. So kind of the machine of like, okay, let's uh, make sure we're educating and setting ourselves up. And then probably what we're very well known for was that the next step of that, the kind of a big carrot to say, okay, if you're in the top wellness tier because of um, smoking status and then the, the, the five uh, biometrics around metabolic syndrome, we're going to go climb a mountain. We're out to Colorado uh, and uh, summit a 14-year. And so, when, did, when did that start? When so did, we are in our 17th year. This will be 17th climb this summer. And we, we were talking before we started uh, the podcast this afternoon, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 to 40 when you started. And I think you said it was 150 last year. Yeah. So we're well into the 130, 150 range uh, every year. We're, uh, we have actually locations outside of Nebraska. So we bring people from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Mexico out there. Uh, and really absolutely provides a physical wellness, a goal for people, Karen, that we were talking of like, you know, you have this out there, like, it's in your mind, like, I got to get up this mountain in July. Like, I got to be working on things. Like, I, I, I got to push myself. Um, but I'd say it also was probably the first, one of the biggest things that started connecting all domains of wellness. There's no way around the fact that this, yeah, personally, this is, I've got to push myself. I got to get to the top, to the top of the mountain. Well, I'm doing that next to somebody else. Yeah. And either they're telling me one more step. Like, go one more step, Aaron, or we're vice versa. Um, we got great stories of, like, people who beat cancer, and they're going to do it. And the president is next to an hourly worker, and they are, the president's like, we're getting to the top. Like, I don't care how long, we're getting up there. Um, well, they're, that's forming bonds um, and connections well beyond physical. Like, th- this is getting into emotional wellness, occupational wellness, um, and I, what, yeah. what I think is if, if you have the opportunity to ever see any of sort of the wrap-up videos yeah. that will be done of the climb, you know, we talk about emotional well-being and, you know, we're talking about the, the parts that are difficult to discuss when people are struggling. But the emotional well-being, the emotional impact of summiting and everyone together in that team aspect, I mean, it, it's emotional to watch. Oh, uh, it's, there's it's, lots of tears. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... There's a lot of very happy people who probably in the six or seven months prior thought, I have no idea how I can do this. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe yeah. if I can get halfway up, I'll feel good about yeah. it. But then they get to the top and it's, yeah, yeah. it's life changing. There's a lot. Um, so really that was a, a major change um, and just a, a key part of what we do around wellness. Um, beyond that, got a clinic on site. So that's personal health, but you can't disassociate that with um, as is the support we're getting through Marathon Health uh, with an on-site clinic. Uh, and then Mark built a gym on-site at our main location and an air park location. So we've got, um, you know, opportunities right there for people to, to do that. But as in everything, you mentioned we use the word people. That's, that's what we are. We are absolutely people-based. Um, and Dave, all your comments about, like, everything needs to be done in community. Like, that, that is an enormous piece of uh, emotional wellness and a big piece of of us as a company is like we need to do things together because um, there's a 
a risk, and COVID probably pushed it even more. Mm-hmm. When you talk physical wellness, like, well, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go get on my Peloton, or I'm going to look at this screen, and I'm going to do this thing so that I'm in better shape. Well, you're missing this huge aspect of competitiveness and, like, play. And, like, so as much as we can incorporate that in our physical domain, we know we're also tapping into um, emotional well-being, a sense of community, um, my relationship wellness. Like, okay, well, if I have a big part of us is authentic, building authentic relationships is key. Um, so we want to encourage that in a lot of what we do. Um, obviously, corporate games, we were um, really got into that this year because we were competitive. Um, but there's just the... To create a rule called the Lincoln Industries rule to change the point uh, values for certain events that are considered participatory. Okay. And everyone from the company can earn five points. After the first participatory event last year, they were ahead by like 4,000 points. I think we broke the record. Everybody there for did, most points. did the uh, non-competitive, and, and ironically, which was the most competitive play in the entire Lincoln Corporate Games last year. So hats off to Aaron and his crew. We were helping them with emotional wellness by giving them a challenge that they had to figure out. Like, they allowed something in a rule, so we're like, hey, this will be a good thing for them to have to work through and grow from. You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Peloton, like the, the Peloton bikes. They're, they are not a sponsor of the Connections podcast, okay. but they yeah. absolutely could be. Yes. <laughs> They're a great tool. And the corporate Absolutely, games. yes. And the corporate <laughs> I want to jump back over, uh, Karen, to you, Karen Ream, who's our wellness services manager at the Nebraska Safety Council. Aaron was talking about all of the programs, all of the different initiatives, the, the manner in which Lincoln Industries people can get involved in taking control of their, their personal health, and then collectively they can have a, a healthy environment to operate in. Um, Clearly, the majority of the businesses that you will go out and, and visit with and talk about wellness programs or screenings, you know, they're, they're not as advanced or as far down the road. They certainly have the capacity and the bandwidth to get there, but what are the, the primary tools that you feel need to be in place to build a sustainable program, something where you can have a mountain climb for 17 years in a row. I mean, that feels like, as we would talk about kind of little inside baseball, that's a stretch goal at the Nebraska <laughs> Safety Council. Um, how, what, what are those tools that you need to have to, to have a sustainable program to address worker health? Well, when you're looking at building blocks for a business that is just starting out, you want to make sure that you're building with leadership support and guidance. You've got to have that buy-in. Um, you need to have leaders that are on the administrative team that are involved in all the activities and um, sending out regular communications and being a partner with you on your journey. Um, you're also looking at developing a wellness and safety committee or a team of, I would say, champions that are very um, engaged and motivated to work with others and bring them on board. Um, tracking the data, like Aaron was talking about, is very important that you track that information so that it can help drive your programs for the future. Um, so through health screenings, um, health risk assessments, you can collect that information. It's confidential. Um, you know, having that third party 
provider is very helpful too because it takes away that that fear that individuals may have about the company knowing what your numbers are or that your insurance company is going to use it against you. Um, so just making sure that that data is collected um, and it's confidential. But looking at developing an operating plan. So you're looking at that data, you're looking at your top three to five areas of focus, and then you're looking at um, implementing interventional programs. So is it stress reduction? Is it emotional well-being? Is it how to get fit in 30 days? <laughs> you know, wide variety. But it's bringing those programs to the audience. Um, and then evaluating and putting a plan together for the next year. And I, I want to jump over or, or go back to Dave here in a moment, but a, a lot of what um, Karen is talking about you know, in our wellness services, I would encourage people to visit nesafetycouncil.org because a lot of what you just touched on is there, and it really gives you sort of that background, and, and, and it, helps, it helps to get the conversation started so people don't feel, well, we've got nothing going on right now, and I don't even know where to start. I mean, that's really what you're geared up to do is to help them make that first step. Yes, so meeting with businesses and helping them either start up a program, enhance their program. Engagement is huge right now. Um, engagement's taken a hit over the last couple of years, and so it's then looking at different strategies to get um, your workforce motivated in moving forward. Dave, I wanted to ask you about the corporate games that, that Nebraska Sports Council uh, has hosted. How long have you guys been doing that now? Uh, it'll be the sixth year for... 2023 is the sixth year for Lincoln, and we've done Omaha once or twice maybe. So second or third year for Omaha. Where, do, where did that come from? I mean, were there businesses that were coming to you that were saying, listen, we're, we're struggling with just, you know, we, we've got these ideas, we've got these plans, but we really want to take it to that next level. A lot of what Aaron was describing where you have – management and shift workers and whoever else coming together but really giving those businesses that opportunity where, where did they where was the sort of the genesis for for the corporate games well the the sports council is our primary operational support our funding comes from corporate sponsorships sure so there are a lot of companies already partnering with us in that way and so we had pretty good connections that way but we as I recall, there were two or three different companies in Lincoln that have branches in Des Moines, and Des Moines has a very robust corporate games, as does Kansas City. And the uh, Des Moines, um, Ankeny corporate games in Iowa are run by our counterparts that also do the state games of Iowa. So it was born a little bit of demand from companies, uh, but also... We got immediate confidence in it. We had a roadmap to follow uh, by what they were doing, the other folks who do state games um, in, in Iowa and Kansas. Uh, and the other part of that is there are companies who traditionally we've never had partnerships with, and what we felt could be a good introduction would be doing events specifically for the people in the companies. Um, so it, it's a combination of things that gave us the, the confidence to go to our board and say, here's a plan. If we can get 10 companies to do this, we think it won't lose money. 
and it'll be good for those companies and, and help our organization continue to provide opportunities and make people happy and healthy. How many businesses now involved in corporate games? Because it just it feels like it just grows exponentially almost every it's, year. It's growing fast. Last year, uh, 40 in Lincoln and 28 in Omaha. Mm. And the, the numbers are tracking ahead in both communities. So it, I, I'm confident that it'll continue to grow. Last question, and I, and I want to start with you, uh, Aaron. You know, we, we opened our discussion today talking a lot about um, the numbers with mental health and well-being pre-pandemic and how those numbers have grown as we've come out of the pandemic. And I, from your perspective, as, um, you know, as kind of a quick aside, one of the discussions that I, I, I do want to have, and it'll be a tough one, but down the road, is the, the suicide rate uh, with construction workers is double that of the rest of the population. And when you talk about those people that are in choosing to end their lives, it's not... The construction industry is the one you hear a lot about, but a lot of it, too, is shift workers. They're included in there. It's, it's highly prevalent in men, um, and it's, it's a concern, and it's something that, you know, down the line, a, a serious discussion that we're going to want to have, but thinking about you coming out of the pandemic and reengaging workers and maintaining that culture that you have at Lincoln Industries, um, as we continue to sort of navigate this, I hate this phrase, but I'll use it, the new normal, you know, where it seems like there's a variant that pops up every three or four months and we're having to figure out, you know, are we masking, are we not? How are you reengaging the workforce? Because I think, you know, Karen hit on it, you know, the engagement has, it's dropped down, the pandemic just sort of naturally did that. How are you reengaging? Yeah, that's a great question. I think <laughs> a question we think about a whole lot and, um, have definitely not cracked the nut yet around it. And even as Karen was talking, thinking through, like, yeah, a lot of historically you look at your data and understand, like, okay, we have a, a lot of pre-diabetes or, you know, there's hypertension. Okay, we can, we can apply programs there. But as you look at your claim data and you see mental health things and prescription and that, like, it's not as much as obvious of, like, well, this is – I turn this knob and I get this result organizationally. Um, but to your point, uh, absolutely, we have continued to work on this. Being manufacturing, we didn't really go through a lot of, and we were deemed essential, didn't go through a whole lot of remote work. So I can't speak to sort of that thing alone, I think, is, a, uh, is something that needs to be uh, handled and um, with companies that have that. But as we brought, had people come back pretty quickly, um, handling the masking, uh, making sure we were, from a safety perspective, you know, following all the CDC guidelines and everything there. We also were on the edge of, at, at the moment, and with um, just getting groups back together. I mean, we couldn't do tons of the things we do. We have a lunch every month on every shift. We get all together. It's, it's relationships and building community. Um, so we have this natural desire for this, um, to be together and talk and build relationships, and that just forced a wedge into it so as soon as we could do those things we were doing those things because we knew how critical they were I mean you mentioned shift work uh, same thing you get you get a lot more isolation um, when there's a lot less people around uh, so when we're doing those lunches like okay let's 
really encourage people to, as comfortable as they are, to get back into community um, because that, that, that alone is going to do a lot for people. Um, for sure, offering EAP services uh, is, a, is a really important thing we've had for a long time, but continuing to encourage it, especially in, um, in our current environment. Uh, and really, we're looking at a lot of things right now. Do, should we, um, how do we get to the point that we have that service on site? Um, there's, you know, uh, companies that have that today, and we're looking at an on-site, on-site behavioral health. Besides a clinic for, um, for personal health, medical health things, like having, having someone there for our people right away um, is an important thing. And uh, one thing, it's core to us, but as I think about mental health, it's a recognition. We're a, Mark is, is a big thing for him. Like, we are going to be a company that focuses on recognition um, and how... Uh, how do we encourage everyone to do that? We've rolled out a program in the last month where um, people can do peer, like get a card and walk out like, hey, I, John, I noticed you did this yesterday. Like, that wasn't your job. Thanks for doing that. And you can go turn that in for, this isn't my physical, for an energy drink or something. Like, right. look the other way on those things. Now, now we're starting to jump into the languages, the, the love languages, <laughs> right? Love languages. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we all know, like, okay, somebody recognized me like sure it, in at work we can feel like cogs in a machine at times and like okay I, just the fact that somebody noticed i did something um that does go a long way uh and so how do we keep giving our people tools to do that type of thing i mentioned our monthly lunches we people can come up and just there's a big recognition piece to that um that that mark has always been great of like that's going to be a core value of our company um but it's a good reminder for all of us, like, all right, I shouldn't just walk by Dave. Like, I, I probably can tell something's wrong with Dave today because I've seen Dave a lot. But I shouldn't just walk by and say, hey, how are you, and just keep walking while he answers whatever he answers. Like, I, I should stop and engage and, like, recognize that person. Dave, how are you, uh, you and the Nebraska <laughs> Safety, or I should say Sports Council, engaging with, with Aaron? No, I'm just um, but, but honestly, I mean, again, it's – sort of that that peak level of of engagement with your people and you guys have been able to step in and help a lot of businesses to to elevate what, coming out of of the pandemic and the challenges that we've had getting numbers back up for events where do you see the sports council moving in the future i i i just see growth and um as as it's turned out well in in the corporate games, and I love the I love the focus on recognition. You know, we we have awards in everything we do, and recognition, in my opinion, makes good actions contagious because it really not only reinforces something with the recipient, uh, but those around notice, and and all of a sudden. Good things that can happen are contagious, and whether you're, you know, you're the MVP on the corporate games volleyball team, or the bowling team, or you're doing wonderful things in the workplace that somebody else notices and recognizes, well, that's a good thing. Uh, so our organization, again, we just the people have a passion for uh, seeing people have fun and doing things together. And, and as long as, you know, as long as I'm involved, 
uh, we're going to keep trying to find new and different and fun and more things to do to, to help more people feel that way. Karen, I want to I want to end with you. Someone will is either listening right now or watching, uh, or they're going to listen later and they're going to hear a lot of what you all have shared and, and Aaron's experience uh, with his people and how Dave has been able to um, have the the Nebraska Sports Council and their events integrate into a lot of these wellness programs. What what is what is step one for someone that says? I, I know I know we need to do something. I know we, we've got to start somewhere. What, what is that? What is that first step? What would you recommend to them? You know, when you're a business leader, there's a lot going on. Um, when you're focusing on emotional well-being, you want to make sure that your policies and procedures reflect that core value as far as offering, like Aaron said, the employee assistance programs, Um, looking at your vacation policies and time off policies because as population is aging there's a greater need for elder care um, as young families are struggling because children are getting sick and taking time off so again looking at those vacation policies um, if you can have a room designated on site for respiration respiration (laughs) restoration (laughs) then it's going to help individuals take that time to rejuvenate their energy and their focus. Um, And that restoration room would have a comfortable chair, um, nice lighting, nice temperatures, um, can have some music playing, but it's just an opportunity for individuals to rejuvenate and regain that that energy and refocus. Um, Also looking at listening to your workforce because they're going to share with you what they need but you need to be able to assess what they need so is it through a health risk assessment is it through a culture assessment Um, providing them opportunities question answer box what do you need and looking at it as an opportunity to improve you Mm -hmm. know not not necessarily an indictment on, on what you're doing, but if you truly care, then you have to be ready for maybe some some tough conversations or, or uh, some some criticisms. Aaron, Dave, Karen, appreciate you all uh, joining us today, our very first Connections podcast. We're going to step away briefly and then come back. A few final words, and then we will wrap up this Connections podcast. Thank you for being here. Join us for our monthly Nebraska Safety Council Community Day, the first Friday of every month at Gateway Mall. Stop by between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for a complimentary blood pressure check. Test your driving skills in our drive simulator. Learn about the dangers of distracted and impaired driving wearing our impairment goggles, prizes, demonstrations, and more. Our next Nebraska Safety Council Community Day is February 3rd at Gateway Mall in Lincoln. Many thanks again to our guests today on the Connections Podcast, our Wellness Services Manager at the Nebraska Safety Council, Karen Ream, Aaron, uh, Aaron May, Director of Health and Wellness at Lincoln Industries, and Dave Menarek, the Executive Director for the Nebraska Sports Council. A couple quick notes uh, before we leave. Um, a very special thank you as well to Pat Safford, Cam Broham, and Chris Gorman 
from HerDat uh, for all their support and getting us to this uh, this day, which is something that we've been talking about for a while now, and I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, having this conversation with all of you. Um, Mentioned the Community Day just a moment ago. Also wanted to let you know that the annual conference, the Nebraska Safety Council annual conference, uh, and our Worker 360 Awards, uh, the the applications are open for that right now. You can learn all about it at nesafetycouncil.org. Our next Connections podcast will be here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista on Thursday, April 6th. And you can always connect with us uh, at the Nebraska Safety Council uh, via social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we are on Instagram. Rebecca, we're on Instagram, aren't we? Okay, thank you. Uh, Nebraska Safety Council, you can just search for that. As I mentioned before, nesafetycouncil.org uh, is where you're able to uh, find out about all of our classes and programming as well. This is the Connections Podcast. Again, Aaron, Dave, Karen, thank you all so much for your time. This has been fantastic. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everyone that's been listening and watching. The Connections Podcast is a presentation of the Nebraska Safety Council and produced by Herd Ad Media. For questions, suggestions, or to inquire about being a guest, please email marketing at nesafetycouncil.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit us at nesafetycouncil.org. Hood at Media Production.